This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. There's emergence of AI and all sorts of fun tools that we can now leverage in our product careers. And I, I've been experimenting with it a lot. I'm sure you have and others that are listening to the show have. So let's explore that a little further in this 30 minutes. How, how have you been using it? I think there's a, there's a place to start in here, which is a lot of companies out there have been experimenting low-key with AI, but underneath the guise of machine learning for God knows how long in this. And that's what powers a lot of the advertisements you see. That's what powers a lot of, like, if you're a consumer of content and what content is shown to you. So there's been stuff out there, but I think it's worth saying that what chat GPT and GPT-4 did is it kind of took that up a quantum level in the abilities of natural language processing, model, model understanding, and things of that nature to the point where it became usable in a completely different way without needing to, for you guys having to, for companies having to compile massive models. I mean, it's just super cool. So that's the history and where I'm starting to get into it now is how do I use that type of tool to make my life easier? And recently I've been doing a lot of fun stuff with like having it write the video descriptions for my YouTube channel. And it just like my bullet point notes, like, Hey, I wrote, just to finish a video about X, Y, and Z top, could you write me a flashy description full of keywords around this topic? And it just like pumps it out in five seconds. And it's freaking awesome. So I know that's like one of the quick things I'm doing. I'm curious how you've experimented so far. Similarly, I've used it more as not sole, just a copy and paste, but like as inspiration for the descriptions mm-hmm. of product coffee and some of the episode titles, just kind of thinking through copy, pasting a transcript and then saying, give me the bullets, that kind of stuff. Yep. That, that's really helpful. Or here, here's what this is. It's a transcript for a podcast. What episode titles would you come up with? And, and that would be helpful. I, I really like those things because it's, it's just it's something that is aiding in that creativity process, which I love versus completely taking over. Again, I think that completely taking over seems a little bit inauthentic. It comes off as such too. And I think there's also Google, I think there was an article that Google is now recognizing the output of a chat GPT and flagging it as chatbot generated content or something where it like deprioritizes SEO. So I don't know if that's true or not, but it's interesting. I mean, we're already putting these kind of constructs in place to manage the spurry or the, what's the right word? The amount of innovation that's happening like at a, at a fast clip. Right. And so I well, think that's interesting too, but. 
I was going to say like South Park made fun of this apparently in a recent episode. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I saw a clip and it was like Mr. Garrison was like, oh my God, these essays, they're like so good. And then like, I think it's harder. It was like, you realize all those kids just creating them with Chad GPT. It's this thing you can put through. He's like, wait, you mean I could put their essays into Chad GPT and have it grade them for me? <laughs> yeah, it's all just doing it itself. Yeah, it's just no one's itself. learning anything. I mean, that is yeah. a, that is a concern, right? I think that is something that you can have that optimistic approach or the fear approach, pessimistic, I guess, uh, for the future of this thing and what it's going to do to our psychology or our business or the way that product works. And it's interesting, man. I mean, it's you definitely get into oh. a rabbit hole of those kind of yeah. videos for sure. I'll say this much. Like, I kind of think about it like Grammarly right now, right? Like there are these tools that help you as an intelligent individual do your job more efficiently and you as you kind of mentioned it earlier but a person still kind of needs to grade whether or not what chat gpt said is in the right context the right frame yeah. it sounds right for the application like it's not perfect but what it is really good at doing especially like there's a lot of really cool tools that are things that you can do with one of my favorite things is like I might take bullet points during a meeting and I could ask it to write it into an executive summary for me that I could mail off to a team, right? I still have to proofread that summary and make sure yep. that it sounds yeah, like and me. And that it, yeah. Right. Because it's not perfect, which is good. Yep. The other stuff that I like is it's really good at doing comparisons. So you could feed it like a bunch of data on two different things and then have it generate you like kind of in-depth comparisons or things of that nature. I mean, I was even looking up different chainsaw models and had it compare rednecky as that is for me go timberwolf versus steel farm boss like that's what i was using it for <laughs> love it that's great yeah and then so like now let's talk about our product careers and kind of how does it fit within the workplace because it can do so many things right so it kind of bleeds the line between personal and work and what you could leverage the power of it to do to advance your product career or even to, yeah, to do anything. Or your product that you're working space. on. This is kind of an interesting area where it's like, we've made it the next quantum leap in this technology, but for us to sit here and pretend that it's the be all end all would be kind of the wrong thing. Right. So yeah. I think when we're thinking about our products, we should be looking for ways where we can use technology like AI, not just chat GPT, AI in general, or maybe GPT-4's endpoints and APIs to see if we can enrich the user experience, right? Because that's the whole kind of goal is that yeah. we use a piece of technology to fundamentally enrich the user experience, make our products stickier, faster, better than they currently were. And in the chat GPT world, I think there's a lot of opportunities for that. The other things that it's really good for is, I'll say one of the other examples I did recently, I've always done like a lot of microcontroller programming and stuff. And I was just experimenting with GPT-4 and I was like, hey, I need you to write me some Arduino code that can do X, Y, or Z. And it just code out. And I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty sweet. I'm sitting here thinking about myself as like a pretty terrible programmer at this point, but to have something that like kind of constructs what I need and then I can sit there and tweak it. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That kind of changes things, doesn't it? I mean, thinking about if you were to speed up the timeline, like what, even five to 10 years from now? with this capability and how it, how it's advancing at this fast clip as well. Do you see a world where there's no such thing as a developer or no such thing 
as you know, or how does that impact product? Does I mean, does product go away? I don't know. Does it evolve? Like, do, do these three kind of professions and skill sets that we talk about in the triad, like a product designer, product manager, and an engineer, does that all change? It kind of makes me interested in running an experiment. Maybe we'll have to try this out. Is like we give GPT for like a set of user data and criteria and like, you know, and we ask it to create a product for us based on that and we see what comes out. Could be pretty cool. There we go. But I think we have our next experiment. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like I got to like, we got to try that out and just see like what it comes yeah. up with. But I think yeah. this is kind of, it enters the world into like, fundamentally speaking, GPT-4 is still built on a model. It's still built on a data archetype model under the hood and it kind of gets itself better through time, but it also introduces its own bias. Like when people are like, oh yeah, this is Mm -hmm. the right thing. It thinks it's the right thing, but maybe it's not. And I think there's a lot Mm -hmm. of, there's a lot of interesting aspects in the AI world that still need to be dealt with. And in the future, could AI design products for us? Probably, but. Could it do the truly creative thing that I feel like people are capable of in the type of creative problem solving that we really think about? That'd be hard to find out. Yeah, I feel like there's all these data points that are not directly input into a machine, right? That that can that humans pick up on with our machines in our heads, <laughs> our brains. So I think like there's those kind of more qualitative signals that are more verbal or through an interview or picking up on facial cues or just sentiment or feeling or emotion that might not be replicable today by these AI models, but in the future, maybe, right? Like could, I don't know. It is kind of fascinating and kind of scary. If I put on my optimistic hat, I think if we can get to a world where it's in harmony with what we do and helps without taking away opportunities to learn and to grow as an individual and as a human in a society, I think there's a world where that's very pleasant, right? But on the other hand, I mean, Terminator, whatever, takes over the world. Terminator. That's when when we'll all revert backwards and you'll be like trading in your car to go get something from the 1970s, but has no connected device Oh, isn't that scary? Oh, that's a, that's such a real world that could happen. I think like what's that Mike Judge movie that he predicted a lot of the future with, or, you Being know, the assumption. Idiocracy. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, Idiocracy? Yeah, Idiocracy. Yep. Anyway. No, I, yeah, I think what I've been using it so far in my product career, I think there, there's a couple nice things that I've been leveraging it for, but that I am just not taking the output and not using it as an opportunity to learn. But distillation of content and summarize of content, I love the concepts that have been out in the ecosystem for a while and using those like different frameworks and models to tackle interesting problems that you feed it. Or again, like you said earlier, user data to see what it spits out. That's interesting. So that kind of stuff, but it also depends on the granularity and of the data that you're feeding it or the, what is it, the compliance so I think that's kind of scary too, that a lot of companies are dealing with, well, hey, employees don't feed it our Excel <laughs> sp- spreadsheet data of information that we have proprietary for our business because we don't know where it's going and there's legal <laughs> risk potentially there. So I think that's kind of interesting too. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of... Yeah. yeah. I think fundamentally in the short term, 
I don't see it impacting too much in the way of our existing product careers beyond us looking for ways to integrate technologies like that to enrich the product that we serve. You know, I think a lot of companies, especially in the marketing and digital ad front and content serving places, YouTube, all that type of stuff are already using machine learning to a pretty large extent. And what ChatGPT and other things are doing is kind of taking the next leap of that. And I'm curious to see how these other companies will find either enriching their AI models or their machine learning models to accomplish tasks more effectively than we are now, or whether or not we're just going to be adding more variables and data into the models because they're now able to be more complex and valuable. So I think it's a, it's going to be a really yeah. cool space. I think for every PM, there's no excuse why you shouldn't have a chat GPT account and you shouldn't be experimenting with it, just anything to learn and see what's out there. Yeah. And even if it's not relevant for you today, I can guarantee you will find something interesting about it. this growth. It, it's interesting if we analyze this emergence of it so suddenly with chat GPT and other similar AI tools out there like Dolly and the, the creative studios that are creating this stuff. I wonder if there's a, an interesting takeaway from a product lens for a go-to-market. Because what you were saying earlier is that this technology has kind of existed for a long time, but what necessarily changed? And I think it kind of feeds the product-led growth conversation around why it's so important that the, that that motion is present within your organization, however complex or that it is today, your, your ecosystem, your industry, your product, having a product-led go-to-market and growth motion, is, it sounds like it's critical for that emergence of opportunity to grow your business. Here, you made that complex technology accessible and consumertized where they can experiment with it, play with it, and then upgrade, right? And then and so... I wonder if that that is kind of a tick in the box for product-led growth. Yeah, I think what I think you're right. I think you're kind of hitting on the fact that what ChatGPT did is it made AI and ML accessible to a wide swath of users that had never experimented with this technology before. And it kind of all of a sudden became from this thing that was encoded in languages that frankly most of us would never really understand to something that is now forefront and um, also making it commonplace. But I think the other piece, like how did to your point, like what did chat GPT do is I think somebody took, I think there is a product lens on it where they, they invested heavily into the natural language processing aspect and its ability to yeah. understand what you mean when you're asking it a question beyond just question and looking for keywords. And it's, I think probably the biggest monumental leap is that and it's conversational like abilities. A lot of learnings from that, from the product-led growth standpoint. And if that isn't proof, I don't know what else is. I mean, there's so many good opportunities here to open up that motion for your business. And I'm very interested to see how other industries could get disrupted, not by just machine learning and natural language processing and AI and generative AI and all the kind of innovations we talked about, but just the product growth motion. It sounds like that's an underutilized go-to-market approach that can really fuel business innovation and disruption. It'd be really interesting to see what are the other industries out there that don't have a product-led motion that could get disrupted by something like this. Do you have any perspective on that, Lou? Oh, man. I think it's one of those things where like, well, I think what's an industry that can get disrupted for sure would be journalism. 
And I say that mm, in particular because I've got some friends in that space and they're already struggling at the moment because of the nature of journalism has just changed so much from in-depth stories to thousand word clickbait articles. And the reality is that a chat GPT can take a couple of bullet points and write a thousand word article that thousands clickbaity in two seconds, right? Like it literally can do the work that a bunch of people were doing in a career that field was already kind of dying away. And I think that's an area that was going to get disrupted pretty heavily by this. I think the ability for GPT to create marketing driven posts with catchy titles and taglines that are on trend. If we, right now the model I think is limited to 2021 data, but there's no reason why you couldn't feed it data that is newer and then ask it to create unique titles or taglines or content based yeah. on that or describe things. But I think stuff in the content creation spheres, specifically written contents can get disrupted soon. I think there are probably some like low level analytical work that I think this will help people in. Like if you were maybe an executive assistant, you can start using Chad GPT to help it, help you understand incredibly technical complex things that you need bullet pointed down. I think there's a lot of room that it'll make. And I think that's the other thing. It'll make people some, it'll make some people way more effective at their jobs, but there are also other things that it won't ever really take away from like. I was talking with somebody the other day, like technologies like this may impact certain areas of the work sector, but they're not going to impact things like stick frame building a house or plumbing or concrete laying. Maybe it'll help right. you predict how much concrete you need to put into a foundation, but fundamentally somebody's got to be on the ground doing that and figuring things out in real yeah. time. I think that's the interesting part of the world, not just its head of products, but I personally foresee like a big growth in trades type work in the future, just as the demand is getting high and AI is going to maybe replace some of the jobs that had some of the work areas that had traditionally taken people out of the trades. Very interesting. So how, how do you think that this would change or alter the product profession? I think I'm going to use my, my favorite thing about products. Sometimes I can say, I don't know, <laughs> and we're going to have to figure that out, which that's a key part it's a cop of it. Out. It, it is a cop out, but it's not, it's not a cop out, but it's also saying I don't have enough information yet. Like right yeah. now it's a unique tool that helps me be better at my job. But at the same point, I've also seen the limit. I've also seen the limitations of GPT sure. and at the moment there isn't something yet that I'm like, holy crap, this could totally disrupt the product industry. But I do think yeah. it can help make product managers more effective. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that so far. TBD on, on anything new that comes out in regards to it. I think prototyping, those no-code, low-code tools, automating things, creating your own code, like all this stuff became just night and day easier to yeah. validate and experiment and hypothesize. So I would say that like, I would hope this fuels innovation throughout many industries. And I think it, who's going to drive that innovation with these models? Your product managers, right? Like that's that's ideally yeah. my my optimistic hope for the future is that we become the, the the great tinkerers, the architects, the scientists, the what have you, to leverage all of these things and and innovate on behalf of humanity. This <laughs> the product, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this much: the day that GPT can 
break an epic down into stories that will make me the happiest person on the face of the earth. <laughs> Have you tried it? <laughs> no. I probably should. That could be interesting. Write all my stories based on this feature set. Yeah, right. And, and testing and acceptance. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And Yeah. Scary, scary. Well, yeah, let's wrap it up with some some homework based on this conversation that was a little bit more exploratory. How, uh, I guess, what would you have for the listeners this week? If you haven't tried using chat GPT yet, go do it. I feel like that's the most logical one. one. Yeah. yeah. And... If you're on the, just maybe spend like a few minutes and think about like how your company can embrace technology like this to make the user experience better. And I think that would be my second, mm. my second piece. What do you got, Kevin? Yeah, I think especially if you're in the pessimistic camp or the fearful camp here, I guess my, my homework would be continue life with curiosity and continue approaching these things with your curious brain. I think that turns a lot of these innovations and exciting, but also impactful opportunities into things that really scratch your brain in a good way. <laughs> so just keep, keep being curious about this stuff. Maybe a little bit more tactical. There's another tool that if you haven't done any of the generative AI stuff, I would say go explore those things. Those are fun. Mid Journey was a great one. I experimented with a lot. I love that. The other one that just came out was, I think, I forget who actually did this, but it's called HeyPi, H E Y P I dot com. I'm not quite sure of it yet. I haven't experimented it with in depth, but it was supposed to be a little bit more like friendly and personal. And so I thought that was kind of an interesting take on it. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. I would love to hear have you used it in your job today? How have you used it? Any kind of hacks for the product community would love to hear that to share. Yeah. And if you have a unique perspective about it that you're working on the tool itself or similar models and you want to come on the podcast and chat with us about it, we'd love to have you. So just reach out. Lou, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. Looks like we finished up our coffee. So go level up. This has been Product Coffee, produced and engineered by me. Kevin Gentry. Through our podcast partner, Anchor, you can now record a voice message and send us ideas or topics to cover, and who knows, we might end up playing it on the show. You can also become a supporter of Product Coffee by contributing a monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Product Coffee on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.